What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. And that's Shout you. out to the Coach Game for being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome, welcome to Monday Night Crimson Capsules, the longest-running episodic program here on YouTube. I appreciate y'all for being here. We got a great show today. We're going to talk about signs that the bait and switch is on the horizon. Sign that the bait and switch is on the horizon. This is something that I, I teach men about the marriage will. All right, the marriage will is something that predicts just about every single relationship going forward. And we're not going to waste no time. I'm going to show you the marriage will right here. Just don't just in case you don't know what the marriage will is and you're new to my show. This here is the marriage will. I originated this in 2018, right around 2018. And I have several videos on the marriage will. Um, what this is, is the predictor of human behavior in relationships. As you guys know, relationships typically don't work out more than they do 99% of all the relationships that you participated in in have gone that have failed. All right. So they're not easy to do. Although we do do discredit to relationships and we don't give people their just due when they have a positive relationship because relationships are not easy, especially when you are in the modern context. So 99% of relationships fail 50 to 70% of all marriages fail. We know these dismal statistics, but why do they fail? Well, it is a pattern of human behavior, which basically is going to be uh, something's what's going to what's going to happen is uh, you're basically getting in, involved in something that has too many roadblocks, too many, uh, too many uh, speed bumps. And a lot of people are going to succumb to this because they are weak. The ham and eggers, the norm, the normies, the NPCs, the knuckle draggers, the mouth breathers. All right. The NPCs, these people are always going to fall for the same speed bumps. All right. You can't even have people uh, keep their weight in order. How are they going to keep their relationship in order? <laughs> I mean, it's just too easy and obvious. So I came up with this wheel, this cycle of marriage that all, and this can happen with relationships. I will have to make a relationship wheel at some point. And so what, what tends to happen is the numbers, there's not numbered here, but there's four stages that people go through uh, predictably. We all go through the connection phase. Okay. We're all going to go through that. It'll be the honeymoon period. It'll be characterized as you can't keep our, uh, each other's hands off of each other. You're cuddling, you're snuggling, you're brushing their hair and you're touching and all of these things. You can't keep your hands off of them. And this has been established ever since puppy love. Even if you're not having fornication, fornicating with each other, you're going to be in this honeymoon period where you don't want to argue. Everything's going right as much as possible. You don't want to mess anything up. That is stage one. Stage two is the investment stage. All stages of relationships have this. If you're in the uh, high school, you're doing a homecoming dance or you're doing something like that. The prom where you're investing, you doing might do a promise ring like we showed the young boy there doing that investment. There has to be an investment made. It doesn't have to be monetarily. Men have to understand that you do pay in various different ways, money, energy, attention and time. So these are all monetary. These are all valuable resources to women. And then in, in exchange, they give you access to their body. OK. Um, and in the investment stage of the marriage, this is basically when they're not going to pull the rug. This is basically when they're least likely to pull the plug until the investment has been made, meaning the seed has to be produced. And then therefore, from the seed, there has to be something else. Right. You can gain leverage from going to child support um, if there's multiple kids. Uh, praying mantis, there's houses, there's cars, there's bills, there's something going on. You're investing in the money. Most marriages get through the investment stage, All right? Very few mar marriages go from connection to divorce, which then tells me this is a, this is a, this is a reason. The reason why the divorce happens is because there's resources involved, 
right? Or she can hurt the man through the resources or the man can remove the resources and hurt the woman, okay? So the resources is vital in the relationship cycle, all right? This is why even in high school, you you gave you gave the girl your letterman jacket, all right? And then she keeps it or, or, or doesn't return it or she throws it or she burns it, right? Same thing in just waiting it to exhale. The resource, the, the way to hurt the man was to burn up his clothes. So there has to be some sort of resource deposit. And then if it's tangible, there that's something that that person can hold up. The woman leaves uh, stuff at your apartment, but you broke up. And then she needs to get access to it. I need to get my stuff. These are all investment. These are all predictable things that people do. And they're very much uh, national, human national geographic uh, type of things here. Very predictable. Uh, most people can't, you know, you fight over something very frivolous, all right, but it's part of the whole thing and part of the connection. So the, the stage that we're going to now focus on, because today we focused on divorce, all right, which is stage four, and then reentry is stage five, but we're going to focus on stage three, all right? Stage three is the bait and switch, okay? So what typically happens is once the investment stage is made, all right, again, most marriages are going to go through the divorce cycle. I'm sorry, most marriages that end the divorce are going to go through the investment cycle. It has to. Very few people get just jump off the wheel. But now, what has to happen, there has to be a catalyst for the divorce. You can't just pull the plug and just like irreconcilable differences. There has to be something that when women exit relationships, and what we do here is we speak from, let me put up the disclaimer, uh, when women exit relationships, they typically are going to do something like we call monkey branching. Um, they're also going to set it up a narrative where uh, that the guy did something. There has to be a reason why she exited because her friends and her family. Why did you leave that guy? There has to be something. She can't just say, well, he was too good and too nice. Now, that would sound ridiculous, right? Then the accountability goes back on her. She can't take kids away from a man and say he was too nice. So there has to be a reason. She has to create something in the court of public opinion. And thus, she has to say, you know, one of the many, he was abusive. Damn, it's loud today. <laughs> Hold on. It's loud. So uh, he was abusive. Uh, he wasn't hitting it right. He's, his, he lost his job. He wasn't paying for stuff. He wasn't doing the things that, that he did to get me. Uh, he was financially abusive. He was controlling. He was insecure. There's a whole bunch of excuses that they could get into their grab bag. And just about every one of them, you qualify for. I mean, you don't even have to prove that the person's abusive, uh, financially abusive, emotionally abusive, verbally abusive, physically abusive. You barely don't even have to prove it. You don't have to prove that he's controlling and insecure, or you can provide a reason why he's controlling and insecure. And all of them will say, oh, yeah, that's controlling and insecure, right? So everybody, every man's going to fit this model, all right? A man can start off controlling and insecure, and it's cool. And then he switches it up, and he's no longer, he's no longer, um, it's, he's still controlling and insecure, but it's seen as a weakness. So they set you up uh, in essence that this is all second nature to them. So they're not doing this intentionally. They're doing it because it's Mickey Mouse. You know what I mean? It's what they do. This is the, their whole reason to exist. It's their whole reason to exist. Not working careers or all of that. So I could focus on my career. Um, Let's get in here. <laughs> uh, let's get in here. Uh, so uh, as you guys see, uh, the we're going to focus on the bait and switch and what gets people there. I have seven reasons. For you to be alert, seven signs that the bait and switch is going to be here. Remember, there's a phrase. The phrase goes something like this. All men enter relationships hoping that their woman doesn't change. And all women or women enter into relationships hoping that their man will change. And inevitably, they're both disappointed. So men, you're like, man, my girl is my ride or die. She's my best friend. All right. She's my, you know, she's my, um, 
she's my love of my life. Uh, she's she's my homie, lover friend. And uh, I hope she never changes. Guys, she's going to change. All right. So it's not going to be that way the whole time. She's going to mature. You met her when she was 24. Once she turns 34, she's going to be a different woman. Once she turns 44, she's going to be way different than she was at 24. Um, inevitably, then women hope men change. I hope I get with this guy. He's incomplete without me, but I'm going to complete him. And then he's still in, he's still immature at 30 than he was at 24. He's still doing things that she considers immature, like playing video games. Guys, We every man that is in their 40s and 50s grew up with some video game. Um, Atari 2600. Super NES, NES. I mean, we all are a video video game uh, originated people. So most men are gonna play some video games. All right, but but people will still classify that as a childish activity. But we all grew up with video games. But she's gonna think that he's gonna grow out of it, and then he doesn't, and then she's disappointed. She's disappointed, right? So uh, this is gonna initiate the bait and switch. Um, it's going to be initiate the bait and switch. Somebody says, I don't like them like I used to. Yeah, because they're complicated. Shit, we grew up with a joystick and one button. Ping, ping, ping. Now I look on the screen, I'm like, God dang, I just wanted to play a season of basketball. I got to go through all of this shit, put my damn jerk. I can switch the shoes. I'm like, <laughs> eight buttons on a remote. You're like, Lord, this is complicated. I can't even play COD. I'm too blind to see the damn screen. I'm like, what in the world? Where are we going? I don't even know what. Jump out. Where am I? Drop what? <laughs> Too damn complicated. I had a NES is sitting right here. I had an A button and the B button up, down, left, right. All right. Now I got controllers, 18 damn buttons on the damn thing. I'm like, where the hell is going on? <laughs> Somebody said I've been getting spanked in 2K. Yo, little do you know, I'll be out here showing them lose out on 2K. Although my video game channel, anyway. <laughs> that's why you don't enjoy the games if you're older. All right. You really need a damn, you need a tutorial to figure out what's going on. You're like, Lord. But anyway, I shed so many tears. Uh, look, let's do this. This is how you contribute to today's show right there. The cash is app is back. Dollar sign CGA live. That's the only way to let your voice be heard and, or to contribute to the show. They don't like this information. They don't like me educating the people. So what they do is they try to make me jump through all kinds of hoops and hurdles predictably. Um, I, I do. I run a family show. There's very much hidden coded language here. There's very little cuss words. The only thing that I do obscene is do this. I mean, and that even that is not obscene. I'm just clapping my hands. All right. Uh, but even within that, they will find a way to find this information incendiary that you don't want to hear. I mean, it's odd. I see so many things monetized on this channel, on this damn platform. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And by the way, it is an election year. So they're going to be very hypersensitive and vigilant about what goes on in this platform. So you just must know about that. All right. I predicted that. I told you guys to be aware of it. And as such, I became victim to it. So with that being said, there are a lot of hate watchers in here watching me looking like this, ready for me to say something that's just right outside the terms and conditions. <laughs> um, they hear watching disagreement. Um, they dishonor themselves in the process. And it is what it is. But however. You can let your voice be heard on the Cash app. And yes, some people did Cash Matt at me already. And you can also hit me up on the PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. It'll say something like G7 Performance Training or something like that. That's my company, my old company. That's one of them. Uh, so uh, get yourself an LLC. Oh, by the way, you guys need to get on the Money Mindset uh, right here. Uh, Money Mindset Group is on Sundays, although we did just have one an hour ago. Uh, if you If you join now, which is at the $50 Patreon level, 
you can get all of the past money mindsets, man. I mean, we join on Zoom and uh, small groups that are investing into their future. This is one way they invest. And so be a part of my Patreon, which is the links in the description box below. This is how we uh, get people to invest in themselves by giving information that I'm not going to share free on the Internet. I give you all a lot of game, but that is going to be extra game with the cherry on the top. By the way, last plug here. We discuss the carousel, what's going on on Seeking Arrangements, the strong and the seeking. Every Sunday morning, we're, we get together on membership. So membership is going to be. It used to be here on YouTube, but they took that away too, man. Crazy. Uh, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com is where you get this information. And you can also get it on Patreon. So if you're on Money Mindset, you automatically get this. But you can also get it on Patreon as well. Um, I'm sorry, on Locals as well. And you see that at the screen right there. That's where the members-only content has moved. And the other old seeking streams are going to be put over there as well. And we get down and dirty, man. We get down and dirty on it, and we give you the details. And we tell you what your future wives are doing right now, right? I got money. And what we do here is we acknowledge the people who contributed to this show thus far. So let the Bobs tell us what we do here. What would you say you do here? All right, we're going to get onto the cash apps. Hey, we got a lot of brothers here on PayPal early in the morning. What is going on here? No flex zone. No flex. Shout out to uh, Moose Hefner. He says, I caught the replay of the morning stream. It was a Hall of Fame stream in the building. Shout out to you, Moose. Moose Hefner's in the building. Shout out to you. And I'm going to try not to say government names in here because we want to be secret. You know, I get it. Shout out to you. Uh, what are we at here, Coach? Love your shizzo. Lincoln said most folks are about as happy as they make up in their minds. If, this tr if that's true, why do so many people choose unhappiness? P.S. Rocky Balboa called himself a ham. A ham and egger in the first film, did he? I didn't know that. Did he call himself a ham and egger? All right. Anyway, I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, but uh, by the way, uh, people do choose unhappiness in pursuit of happiness. Most people will say that the one thing that they wish they were 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 happy. I mean, I think it's actually. I think it's comical. I mean, like happiness is literally an emotion that is. It's not static. It actually moves. It's a target. It's not something to target as a permanent state. I mean, listen, I mean, I don't wake up. I'm happy. I mean, these people got to be on drugs. <laughs> I mean, the reason why people are unhappy is because they think happiness is a target. I mean, there's going to be a point where you feel comfortable or content. And then thus that could produce happiness. But happiness is an emotion. That's like saying that's like somebody saying, I want to be angry all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, OK, I mean, how are you going to achieve that? You need a catalyst. You need a catalyst to make you angry. I'm going to be sad all the time. I guess some people choose to be sad. Who am I? <laughs> what was his name? XX Tentacion. He had that song, Sad. I mean, I don't think you make a choice about that. I'm not happy. <laughs> By the way, if your girlfriend or your wife says this phrase. I'm not happy. <laughs> it's, a, it's about a rap. It's curtains. Go ahead and plan your exit or plan for her lighting the fuse that is the stick of dynamite to your relationship. I'm not By happy. the way, <laughs> if she's already said I'm happy, I'm not happy, it's over. She already had her toes, 10 toes to the sky, ear, knees pent back to the ears. All right, somebody didn't open that body up already. I'm not happy. <laughs> somebody already got it. 
or she thinking about giving it to somebody else. All right, look, I don't wake up, like emotions are, I don't know, man. Emotions are necessary. They're a part of human life. But people that are unhappy and pleasant, that look and say, I'm just going to switch to happy. Like, how, how would you accomplish that? I'm just letting you know. Is there, who is the, who is the extrinsic, extrinsic force that's going to change that? Like, you can't. <laughs> Deadly Edly in the building. Appreciate you for being here. I, I don't understand the I want to be happy thing. I mean, I it, it, to me, it's like, like, where are you going in life? Where are we at here? Coach, is DevRoll C. Here's my shout out to you. Here's my tuition for the, hey, this is, wait a minute, what we got? Here's my tuition for the CGA Truth Podcast. My 30-year-old coworker took the bait. He now is half on a $500,000 house with a fellow coworker, a 40-year-old woman, with four kids, two teenage boys, and she says, he says, wait, he said, I don't want to lose her. Can I get the prices wrong in the that's you? And that's you. Wow. You know what? We're going to have to play the, you know, we'll play partial clip of the that's you. And that's you. Damn. Where do you have to be in life? I mean, again, I'm not. I'm not mad at single moms. I know a lot of single mothers in my life. There's been some good women who became good women at this age. Many of them have been in abusive relationships in the past. Many of them have deadbeat daddies. And these are all claims that they've made. Many of them are still single and lost. They are lost in the storm. Where in the world do you come up when you're 30? No kids. And you go, the best person for me is a 40-year-old single mother with four kids. Now, I'm that that's mesmerizing. See, I I mean, listen, she got the deal of a lifetime. She got the deal of a lifetime. And I'm very sure she preyed on him by flooding him with sex. And by the way, listen, being with um 40-year-old women in the bed could be very good. These women are very good at what they do. All right, they know the tricks of the trade. They've been doing it for tw some 25 years already. They're 25 years in. I mean, they better be good at it. If they're bad at it, I would be concerned. So a lot of people are like, well, they're better in bed. They should be. I mean, they should be. They got 20, they got two decades plus of practice. But anyway, somebody says maybe she's rich. Maybe she's rich. <laughs> what are you talking about? Maybe she's rich. She ain't rich. Uh, where is he at? Oh, where's the where's the comment? They in uh, no no. Well, she was rich. She wouldn't need. Uh, how are they in on a five hundred thousand dollars house? And he don't want to lose her. Oh man, damn. He does not understand. He does not understand how the clock works, does he? Wow. Says right here, I'm I'm really I'm really thoroughly confused at, at as to why men young men make their choice like that at that age. I mean, you're just getting your life started. You know absolutely nothing. But but what happens is I know this. Uh, women tend to at that age they're they're not gonna find men their age, right? Not many men that will go all in. So then they easily prey on younger, more naive men. This is what women accuse us of doing to younger naive women. By the way.
but it never works the same. No, it's about love, which is another one of those dumb emotions that people make decisions about. But then when the love in the fog is gone, you look at how stupid you are. Somebody says here, Coach, I don't remember where the inside joke of the Jack Shack originated. Do you happen to remember or who or could you chat? I, I don't remember either. We were talking about, I don't remember. We were probably talking about um, the quarterback, Watson. That's what I assumed that we were talking about. Hey, I, I skipped over somebody. Never stop preaching. The streams is saving men's lives. Thank you. Monthly support to the free agent lifestyle. Appreciate you, man. Shout out to you, Wall S. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you for being here again. I think I skipped uh, somebody. Then we're going to do a couple of cash apps, but not too much. Oh, I got them already. Okay, one more. I'll do a couple of cash apps. One more. My computers. Somebody said I need high-speed internet. I got it at the highest damn speed. This is the first summer since the end of the lockdown is going to be wild. Yep, we covered that. We covered the raging, the roaring 20s. This is going to be the roaring 2020s. First year after, the first year after the Spanish flus, what they aptly named it, uh, it, we introduced the flappers to our culture. And the flappers were the hot girl summer of 1920. Oh, where are we at here? Okay. Tatsi. Says uh, the Human Resource Department, Madge, you forgot about them. Shout out to the Human Resource Department here at the CGA channel. We'll get back to the show. Hang tight. Shout out to the Human Resource Department here at the CGA channel. A whole bunch of target practice there. Yes, indeed. That is definitely a whole bunch of target practice. Shout out to these ladies right here. Shout out to the Loud Pocket says for the cheap ninjas watching simps. He says something else in here, but this is a family show. Shout out to the cheap ninja watchers in the building. Uh, David says today's video game is more work than play. Yeah, they're very complicated, but even kids, kids now. Hey, what is this? What get these damn what? what? Man, they always stick around way too long. Okay. I was done with you, ladies. Why they always stick around? Why do these people stick around all the time? You'd be like, here, come on over. You gotta lie to them, manipulate. You get the peace leave. You'd be like, time to go, Betty. Um, perhaps I'll stick around for another hour and a half and waste your time. Man, would you get up out of here? <laughs> I hate when my my lust gets the best of me and then I got to go bottom feed. I got to go down there and I got to go down there to the sea urchins of the 40 plus. You know what I mean? Like, all right, let me do it. I was like, I should have just went and grabbed a bottle of lotion. But here I am. <laughs> they don't want to leave. Would you go? That's why I just be like, I got money. They seem to want to get out of the door once they got a couple of fistful of 20s in their hand. Them girls be like, back to the sorority house. Thank you. She'd be at the bookstore buying biology books. These people here, you getting it freebie, but she don't want to leave. Would you go? I'm not trying to hang out with you no more. And your wife's, your breast smell like wine. All right. How much, how many bottles of wine did you drink tonight, ma'am? All right, loud pockets for the simps that's in 50 cent chats. All right, shout out to you. There are some, I do have a couple of those. All right, where are we at? Red, uh, but you know, not everybody's wealthy. All right, shout out to Robert H says, We are here, coach. We here, coach. He says, Has the will accelerated in 2020? Oh, what's going on in 2020? Um, I'm sorry, 2030. 
2030. We are from the future here. Timestamp, gang, initiate. Uh, marriage is almost going to be obsolete by, by this point. Okay. Remember, everybody knows what's going on here. Let's give you the first one. By the way, this is the marriage will. If you're just joining me here, I originated this in 2018. And I describe the patterns of human behavior in relationships. Most of your relationships are going to go through this. But if you involve the law, typically you're going to go through this. And um, and I used to have the years on here. What year is going to be each stage? So just for your point of reference, honeymoon period is going to last from zero to two years. Right. The first zero to two years. The investment stage can last anywhere from year two to year um, seven to year year two to year seven. Nobody really stays married for 10 years and then starts having kids. Many people start right away or within the first two years. So that investment stage is year two to year seven. The bait and switch could be anywhere between year five and 12. Yes, they overlap. So because if you started at investment stage at year two by year five, seven, you're in to the bait and switch. So anywhere from between year five and 12, that, that investment has to happen. And then going into the, the, the detachment stage, which is going to be what you see there where it says family court. The, the detachment stage can be anywhere from year seven all the way up to year 25 and even more. Okay, this all can happen. The bait and switch stage can last for a long time. So we're talking about stage number three, bait and switch. What happens first? Let's give you number seven. We'll do seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We'll do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, love. All right, so... uh. One of the signs of a bait and switch is that you've been married for a certain period of time. You've gone through the investment stage and a new best friend shows up. A new bestie appears. We talked about that today. How typically uh, men don't engage in new friendships as they age. Women do engage in new friendships as they age because they're social. This is what their advantage is. They need to be able to talk, learn communications, learn how to manipulate, learn how things work. They do this by talking and socializing. As such, they tend to have a revolving door of besties and friends, right? Uh, what is going to hurt you is that when you are in your relationship, these friends, you cannot control this. So she might be best friends with a 304. She might become that because she might be searching for that part of her life. She might become best friends with a single woman or a woman who's cheating in her, with, on her husband. And this is going to have a negative influence on your marriage this person could be a all full out full-fledged feminist and your wife is a stay-at-home traditional mom but she might be looking for some excitement so she really uh is impressed by the new bestie independent single or cheating ass wife right and so this person gonna come into the to the life and like any woman who has a person that comes into the life if you attack that person if you say that person's bad for you uh, just like if you have a daughter and she has a guy who's a thug and then she come, he comes into her life and you chase the thug away. What is it going to do? What is it going to do? It's going to cause that person to go forward with that person, right? They're like, oh, you don't like that? Oh, well, there must be something. For some reason in, in female world and the female brain, whatever you say don't do, they want to do. All right. They never grow out of that. Don't touch that hot stove as a baby. They, they want to touch it. So they never grow up out of it. So you're going to be friends with her. She an all out full fledged 304. You should stay away from her. She's a bad influence on you. Then she's attached to them. <laughs> you're going to be with her. Uh, she's a homewrecker. She's been divorced twice. She's a single mother of four kids. She's attached to her. 
<laughs> so you just basically attach them together. So one of the mistakes you're going to make as a man in relationships and marriage is the bad friend is going to start influencing your girl or your wife to do things that she maybe wanted to do, but she just didn't have the catalyst. There has to be a catalyst. Same thing about emotions. You want to be happy? There has to be a catalyst. You can't just be like happy. Same thing as that. Your wife wants to, she's bored with the marriage life. She actually looks up that at the 304 friend or the friend that alcoholic, druggy, whatever it is, the negative influence, the new bestie, and they're attached at the hip and opposites attract. So she's going to want to enjoy that part of life and the bestie might bring that out. So that's going to be danger sign to you when the new bestie appears. One of the things you're going to do is try to run the bestie away and it's only going to bring her closer. You're probably going to say something like, why don't you hang out with these women over here? <laughs> okay, hang out with these women. These women are good. They're boring. She don't want to do that no more. She got a seven-year itch, that piece of leave itching. And so sooner or later, she might start going to girls' nights out, which is going to be problematic for you. Um, if she's single, I mean, again, you're probably going to have trouble talking her out of this or off this ledge. And the only way, the only way that she will do it is if it turns into a wreck, a disaster. But let me just tell you, she's going to, they're going to take girls trips. They're going to keep secrets. They're going to be closer. She's going to know more about your wife than you know about her. And they'll be besties. They'll be, if they're sisters in, in, in devilish deeds, they'll be besties forever, right? Or they'll have information to hold against each other. Uh, yeah, man. So this is what's going to happen there. And a lot of them, if you both, if they both are married, they're going to use each other as a defense shield for the other. All right. I described that earlier with the men there. So the new bestie appears. And um, if she's not of a positive kind, it's going to be detrimental to you. And maybe the, the, the person's a feminist, right? Maybe she's an all out feminist and your girl is traditional or stay at home. Well, She's going to start questioning the things your wife's doing. Why you, why, why you do that for your husband? Okay, Why you do that for your husband? And she doesn't know any background about your relationship. Oh, I do this because this is what wives do. Oh, no. She might be an all-out, full-fledged liberal, and you're a conservative, and you run a conservative household, and the liberal comes in and do what they do, which is to destroy. All right, so they start destroying it with their ideology, and uh, – your wife falls for a hook, line, and sinker because because <laughs> she weak. And then they start doing that. So uh, watch out for the new bestie. It, it is a warning sign. Um, you know, and also understand that if they start doing this, these things, they want to do it. They're curious about it. All they need is the catalyst to get that. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about the next one. We won't spend too long on these. Since there's many points. Oh, uh, number six is dramatic hair change, haircut, or a makeover. All right. So we're not going to talk about weight yet, but uh, a dramatic hair change. So uh, this could be manifested in, a, in, a, in this particular way. So let's say she put in the time. Let's go, let's go to the chart. Let's go to the chart. Um, uh, obviously, we have here. Oh, if anybody's in disagreement about this particular philosophy, this is a philosophy class. This is not a hate class. This is an instructional class that is geared towards men who are having problems in relationships because nobody else seems to care when men have the problems in relationship. They only just wish that the man would admit he's in, he's in the wrong and they admit they want the man to change. We don't advise that over here. We don't advise that over here. We just instruct you as to what manipulative tactics society will use 
uh, therapists, mental health professionals, marital counselors, judges, attorneys. These are all the people that are going to blame you. All right. So what we teach is here, it's not your fault. Not always. Now, the end result may be your fault, right? Because you didn't see it coming. But we want to prepare you to what comes. <laughs> right. We want to prepare you of how you're going to take the fall. And it's all predictable at this point, but people still think I'm crazy over here, but that's that's you. All right, so uh, point that I was going to make here, point that I was going to make. Uh, so you're here, you're here in the early stage, then you get to this stage. She's pretty much going to do what you want her to do. Typically, there's not going to be a lot of pushback, bucking, and all of that. Now, some of you guys that are in uh, ridiculously toxic relationships, they start bucking on you early on and you fold, all right? That's just a situation where you're just a weak man. You're just a weak man and she's bucking, 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 and you just go with the whole damn ride. But typically someone who's trying to do, uh, try to try to keep their marriage going, early on, women are going to say, I'm going to do this. I will never do this to you. I Whatever you want. You like long hair? I'll be that. You like this type of thickness? You like this type of flat backness? I'm going to achieve that. You like this type of wife? I'm going to do that. Okay, whatever you like. What What do you want? You want me to cook? Okay, good. You want me to clean? Okay, good. You want me to work? Okay, good. What What do you want? She's going to follow. She's going to follow this like this, like clockwork. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's going on? I got, I, do I have a, um? do I have a, are there bots in here? What's going on here? <laughs> there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of bots. There got to be some bots in here. <laughs> it's like, what is, I looked up at the chat, like, what the hell? I'm going to have to ban a whole bunch of people. A lot of these people are, um, <laughs> what the hell with the bots? You see these bots? What is going on? My Lord. <laughs> it was like five of them in a row, like five different names. Yikes. How did they do that? Boy, the bots are out of control. The bots are out of control here. I was like, what the hell? Did you see that? Anybody else have a wrench in here? Anyway, God dang. They was out here early and active. <laughs> Them bots came in. I was like, anyway, shout out to the bots. I had to get rid of them. Anyway, where are we at? Sono Jono got that. Uh, Falcon back Black got that. I don't know if that was sarcasm, but it all came at the same time. So they had to get eliminated. Anyway, wow, that was weird. But anyway, shout out to the men out there. So we were talking about this. Whatever that it is that you're trying to, that you want from her, she's going to try to achieve it. <laughs> yep. Um, the perfect flat backness, that's what she wants. All right. All of these things, whatever you want, that's what you want. Your, you want my hair red, I'll do it. All right, you want me to do this? I'll do it. Well, it's going to change once the investment stage is in there. She has two or three kids, all right, or kids get a certain age, or she's tired, or she doesn't see the relationship going any further. What's eventually going to happen is she is going to do something to claim her independence. I want you to understand that. She's going to claim her independence. She's going to be who she really wants to be, and she may look at, a portion of your relationship as she was changing for you and she's done. 
I did this for you. I sacrificed my body for you. I raised kids. I took off career. It's going to be your fault. As if she didn't want to get married. As if you clubbed her over the head and you dragged her down the aisle. All right. She's never going to mention that she gave you ultimatums, that she encouraged you to marry, that she wanted to have kids. She's going to say that was all your idea. It was your idea for her to quit her job in her career when she wanted to do it. I just want to be, all right. I just want to be a stay at home mom. And she decided it. I just want to raise my kid. She decided it. But later on, as the kids get a little bit older, she wants to be her independence, right? She wants to be who she really was. And then she's going to blame you. I kept this long hair because you liked it. I'm tired of it. And then she'll chop it off. She might chop it off before you even get home. She's not even going to ask you. She's going to say, I chopped it off. And you're going to say, whoa, now you're a bald headed. Well, I didn't want a bald headed wife. <laughs> I don't want a bald headed wife. Somebody says we must be all bots. They're actually copying your page now. And so at that point, she's going to, yeah, chop off her head, chop off her hair. Or she may change her hair color. She might get the Karen haircut. Or she might get weave or extensions or a wig. How do I look in this wig? And you go, wow. Or she might get finger waves. And you're like, whoa. So they typically will do that as a means to claim their independence. Another thing that they might do, which goes along with this, is going to be some sort of piercings. All right, she's some sort of piercings. So she might pierce her nose or she might pierce her earlobe or she might pierce, it might be something like that where it goes and it escalates. And you go, wow, like, why are you doing that? Why, why, why did you do that? Well, I wanted to do it. She might get a tattoo. She might get a full scripture, a tattoo of how she hates you as a husband. Right? You're like, oh, I just want to be an independent woman the whole time. And I've been, I've been uh, barefoot and pregnant, and I've been putting out babies and taking care of other people. I want to take care of myself. She might get a big-ass leg tattoo back on her whole side, and it's green, red, and black. You're just like, holy moly. You're like, why? Well, this is what it is. She's claiming her independence. And this is something that she knows probably you're against, and thus she will do it. As a means to rebel. This is all rebellion. Guys, as kids, as kids, we did this too. Like we were children. And for the first probably 10, 12 years of our childhood, we had to listen to our parents all the time. God dang. By the time you turn 13, 14, 15, you're tired of hearing your parents. You're tired of them telling you what you can and cannot do. You're starting to grow to be an adolescent and an adult. And you think you know it all. And so you're like, I'm tired of this. This is what happens in marriage. Yeah, the tongue piercing. The tongue piercing is another one. She might pierce her belly button if she hasn't already. All right, pierce her nipples. You know, you're going, huh? So what happens is people get tired of hearing other people's voice after a certain period of time. Well, you've gone through the investment stage. She's tired of hearing her kids scream. She's tired of taking care of you. You're just another child to her. And she's claiming her independence. This is a rebellion. And this is how she does it. Instead of saying What's going on? She rebels and she does something uh, drastically different than you do. Now, they may say you do the same thing when you buy your Corvette. OK, you buy your Corvette and you might be doing the same thing. The hell with you and what you think of my finances. I sacrifice for my kids and I put my kids through college Corvette time. 
Corvette, Corvette. Okay. So this is what happens. So this is what people have to understand. So you have the hair color. You have the haircut. So she might, if you like blonde, she might dye her hair brown. All right. Makeover, an extreme makeover. All right. Where she learns how to reapply makeup in a different way. I've been watching makeup artists on YouTube. And then she'd be in the mirror. You're like, what the hell did you do to yourself? All right. Or if she was a plain Jane, she starts to wear makeup. These are all things that um, typically are rebellious. Or she might change her clothing style or something like that to where it's more revealing. I was at a basketball tournament this weekend. There was some moms walking around there. There was one mom. She had on the tightest tie-dye ass skirt walking up and down the, you know, basketball games on. She's just walking past the whole bleachers. I was like, why? <laughs> like, why would you wear that? You know what I mean? She had her implants. So I was like, God dang, it ain't nothing but boys, teenage boys and parents here. But, you know, she want to get pounded out. She want to get pounded out. All right, so that's that. Let me make sure. Let me do one more. I'm going to do one more and then get back to the apps here. Uh, number five, seven. Seven was uh, new bestie appears, influential bestie. Number five, dramatic hair change, hair color, makeover, uh, makeup, makeover. Uh, these things you might want to make over, wardrobe makeover. This is going to lead to the bait and switch. All right, this is her changing, and you didn't want her to change, right? Uh, you wanted her to just be her. Uh, the last one is going to be lap band surgery, major weight loss, or baby weight loss. All right, so this is how you're going to get to this bait and switch. Uh, typically, what happens is, <laughs> typically, what happens is, just as you know, you, when you when you say things to her, she starts to tune you out. You do the same thing to her. By the way, this isn't mutually excused or this isn't exclusive to just women. You might give her compliments. You might give her compliments, and after a while, she won't hear them. At some point, and your children are the same way. At some point, somebody's going to give her the same compliment you've given her every other week or every week. And she'll come in. Somebody said, I look so good at this weight. And you'll be like, I tell you that all the time. No, you don't. Right? She's going to stop. She's going to tune out your compliments. Or she might not believe your compliments. You're just saying that. And then she will take pride in another person's compliment. And this is what's going to happen. Uh, this is a this is a red flag. All right? This is going to be used against you as a microaggression. But lap band surgery and major weight loss, and baby weight loss, she was pregnant and she lost her weight, is going to lead to a bait and switch. It could lead to sexless marriage. It could lead to a uh, situation where she looks she looks down on you because she's lost the weight. You accepted her at a weight where she hated herself. Now she's got down to a weight where she loves herself, and she's going to look at you and say, how could you love me when I felt like trash? Well, she was that weight. She says, you should love me for me, right? She was happy. I'm happy and healthy. And then she found a way to go Adele. And now she turns against you. How could you like me? I was so big and ugly. You can't win. But when it comes to this lap band surgery, um, the divorce rate of people who get lap band surgery is something like 80%. Okay. These are things that I educate you on. Let me pull it up because I thought I should have this handy. The divorce rate within two years 
of a lap band surgery. So many times if your girl says, I just need the lap band. And this could go along with, um, this, this could also go along with major weight loss. Where is it? Here it is right here. 75 to 85% would be the divorce rate of a lap band surgery. 75 to 85%. So let's go ahead and put this up on the screen. And what is not, and as I say this, I just want to let you know, I'm using this for educational purposes alone. But this is a fact. This is another one of those facts that people want to disregard the statistics. But here it is right here. I'm going to scroll up divorce surgery. They call it divorce surgery. <laughs> All right, it's going to lead to divorce. Here it is right here. In fact, review of literature revealed that the rate of divorce after bariatric surgery may be as high as 75 to 85% in the first two years. If the bariatric patient, patient was obese prior to the relationship, then the risk of divorce is even higher. So let me read that again. Oh, this actually backs up what I said. I know people, you guys want me to tell lies. If the, if the patient was overweight prior to the relationship, so she was big already, she didn't get big during the relationship, she was big already, then you got her and you liked her because she was a feeder. You liked her because you had a fetish. You liked her because you liked big, big women. And then she gets the bariatric. You marry her, she gets the bariatric, but she was big before you. The divorce rates even, how much higher can you get than 85%? How much higher can you get? Can you guys see this? It's a little bit small. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. Pause. But here it is right here. How can you get higher than 85%? It's literally, uh, it's literally that. It's that lady. But right there, there it is. Bariatric surgery. Divorce after bariatric surgery may be as high as 75 to 85%. In the first two years, damn, what's left? If the bariatric patient was obese prior to the relationship, then you got with her. Then the risk of divorce is even higher. All right. So again, if you have a woman who's big or she got big or you accepted her because she was big, if she loses the weight, it's a wrap for you. If your wife comes down with the baby weight, she comes off the baby weight. And she drops weight, meaning many women can gain an excess of 75 pounds. Many, many can gain 150. All right. But a uh, healthy weight is somewhere between 50 and 75 pounds. It may be. But women can pick up a lot of weight and this. Their body is preparing them to push and uh, to to have the kid. So, you know, it is what it is. But if she had two kids in a matter of three to four years, what people have to understand is. Their bodies are really working to keep excessive weight to prepare to for the other person to be there. And um, with that being said, if they're not an active lifestyle going into it, they're not going to lose weight and all of a sudden become active when, when they're pregnant. But with that being said, let me just do the calculations. If she has three kids in a matter of five to seven years, she has been pr pregnant for um 24 months or the equivalent of the equivalent of three uh <laughs> the equivalent of two years consecutive sorry 
Give myself a buzzer. Oh. <laughs> anyway, there's my quick math. So essentially, she's been pregnant for the equivalent of uh, two years consecutively. Would be consecutively, or two years out of four, two years out of five. That's significant. It can be up to ten months, right? They, you go up to the ten month period, so it's kind of a ten month. You go through the ninth month, so it's really ten months. So it's ten times three. That's thirty. All right, <laughs> you are, that's a lot of, that. that is a lot of time to be pregnant, which means that's a lot of weight. If they gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, many times what a woman will do is say, um, if you want to, if she knows she wants to have kids, which she's going to later blame you for, she may not lose the weight on the first baby. She may not lose the weight on the first baby. So she wants to have three or four kids. What she'll do is she'll get pregnant, deliver, and then, you know, have an Irish twin. I believe it is. This is Irish twin or Scottish twin. She'll have another baby following that and have never come down. So she's adding to it. She gained 50 pounds. She gained 75 pounds. She lost 40. And now she's pregnant again. She's going to gain another 75 pounds, but she was already 30, 40 overweight. Now she's 110. She's going to lose 40 through breastfeeding but she's now 60 pounds overweight or 70, however your math is working. All right, then she has another baby, gained 75 on that. You see how it gets out of control? All right, so this is what happens to someone who's in the investment stage. I'm just trying to say this in a way that doesn't seem, I'm not trying to be mean, but this is what happens. This is why when you go to Louisiana, you'd be like, God dang, just stacking and compounding, right? And it never comes down. Now, what happens is when she's done mentally having babies, that's it. I'm having no more babies. What she's going to do is try to drop all that weight. So she might be 100 pounds overweight. She might be 75. She might be a good 200. If she finds a way to drop that weight after five years being pregnant off and on, she leaving you. It's over. It's over. <laughs> if she doesn't drop the weight, She'll stay with you. Baby, won't you just stay? You ain't going to get rid of her. She good to go. She going to lock in. But if she drops that weight, bro, it's curtains for you. You might as well just go. <laughs> you might as well just go on out. It's gone. All right. Going, going, gone. Because what's going to happen is she's going to see herself. Wow. I changed. I read. You know, I became a new person. Eventually, what will happen is people will give her compliments. I have four kids. Not you. Oh, my God. You look like you never had a kid. Your body is so tight. Oh, I lost all my baby weight. All right. Many men will start giving her attention that didn't give her attention unless they just had a big fit, big girl fetish, which a lot of men do. But then those are lower hanging fruit for her. So when the Chad start paying attention, they're going to go, wow. And then it's a wrap for you. Hey. Anyway, so those are red flags, not not the fact that she lost weight, but the fact that she is now going to work hard to get it off or get the lap band. I just showed you what it is. The lap, it's going to be over for you. It's actually literally technically over. And I would say with lap band at 75 to 85, if she was overweight before you met her, it's probably 90 to 100 percent. And then if it's a major weight loss after baby weight loss, Rapsky, she loses her baby weight done. Just get ready. <laughs> You'll enjoy her, but but it is what it is. All right, let me check something real quick. Let me get to these cash apps and PayPalsies. PayPalsies. 
the best thing she could do is maintain the weight or um or um if she if she's um active lifestyle she can lose the weight pretty quickly that would be the best for you but if it's like she's been overweight for three or four years and then she drops it you're done z <laughs> all right are the bots good what's going on with the bots all right did they get solved here they were really active shout out to the bots they came out of left field somebody says dudes paying for the girls to get bbl oh oh um should I include that? I guess I can include that. If you do any augmentation surgery for your girl, it's a wrap. All right. Um, actually, they actually acknowledge that as well. I know people are like, that's not true. I think it's actually acknowledged in studies. If she gets implants, which, you know, suburban women are going to get boobies. They're going to get breast implants, you know, and after they probably breastfed. If she gets breast implants, another man's going to be playing with those, not you. All right. If she gets uh, um, um, a tummy tuck, it's um, it, it's going to be for someone else because eventually she's then going to start saying, oh, I need a whole new wardrobe. The clothes are going to be revealing. Obviously, she's not going to hide them. If she gets a BBL, it's it's not going to be for you. Anyway, um, where are we at? Uh, what was it? Oh, breast implants divorce. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Quick. Uh, this one says 28% divorce rate uh, for his patients. Let me see. Uh, do breast implants. Live for, uh, oh, okay. Let me see here. Uh, this one doesn't say. I, I've never, I probably have looked it up. But, um, I mean, if the rate is over 20%, that's drastically. It says 40% here. This is a This is a law attorney. This is an attorney, so I don't know if that's accurate. Here we go. I, I, let's use this as a reference. I, this is just one source. Don't be mad. That's not true. This is according to Huffington Post. If you guys want to see it, anything over 20% is concerning. Like, just, just think of it on anything. It says right here, uh, there is also some evidence indicating that plastic surgery could lead to divorce. One figure suggests that 40% of women who undergo plastic surgery end up divorcing the spouse to whom they were married to before the surgery. It says right here in Dallas, one of the plastic surgery capitals of the U.S., you would be surprised to find out that there was no Texas case law that addresses how to divide the day. Okay, they're talking about cosmetic surgery. Okay, but here it is right there, 40%. I would say give or take, you know, uh, you know, you can adjust for, you know, 2%. You can adjust for 5%, 10% maybe. You can go up, you can go up 10%, you can go down 10%. I wouldn't be surprised. But either way, either way, my my point on that is it doesn't matter. Anything over 20% is concerning. I mean, just think about that in any aspect of life. People always say, well, it's only 50 and it's only 40. That's not enough. Dude, that's concerning. That's a lot of people. That's a ton of people when you get into the 20% and plus. All right, when you get into 40%, you're talking about the vast majority. When you get over 50%, Whatever that is that you're doing, don't do it. <laughs> it's a coin flip. It's like gambling. Come on, man. Anything over 50%, just like the term the, uh, that nobody flinches anymore. Eight out of 10 divorces are filed by women. People be like this. And <laughs> like, and <laughs> that's dismal. That tells you something's really wrong here. Let's do all the cash apps and all that.
Yeah, that's too much risk. You're like, damn, there's a chance I'm going to get divorced if I give my wife some a plastic surgery? Oh, no. Like, why? Shout out to uh, Robert H. Did I get you? He says, well, the marriage will accelerate in 2030. Yes, the, the, the relationships will be almost ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But it will depend on where you live, too. Coach, I'm not happy. Hey, that's my man, Mr. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce your name. Iraka. Oraka. Shout out to you, Mr. Oraka. James, James L. Thank you, coach. Rules must be followed did, uh, diligently. And if you establish the rules and the rule, the person changes the rules mid-game, that is a bait and switch. Okay, the bait and switch is exactly that. And if you have rules and you say, this is what I'm going to accept, I'm not going to accept this, and then they do it anyway, you're like, okay, and then they say, well, what are you going to do, divorce me? Now, you're screwed. Dude. When the bait and switch comes for gentlemen, this is what how, how big of a deal it is. And people say not all relationships have a bait and switch. All of them do. All of them. Not a single one does not have a bait and switch. And I've given you example after example. They're all going to have one. Some men, they literally say, I ain't going forward with this. I didn't agree with this. And they, they basically say, I'll pay you to divorce you. I'm out. That's a small percentage of men. That actually filed the divorce, meaning it's 20% of divorces are filed that men say, the hell with this, I'm done. Then there's another group of men that say, maybe we can change, <laughs> okay? Maybe I can convince you to change. I'll just stick around. Or there's another group of men that say, it's cheaper to keep her. The hell with it. I'll just stick it out. Then there's another group of guys that say, he has no backbone to begin with. So he's going to take whatever, it, whatever, whenever. He has no backbone. He ain't going to get no peace leave at, if he divorces. Nothing. But all of them have a bait and switch. Like for some reason, I'm trying to give you the most mundane bait and switch. All right, but we always talk about sex as marriage. We always talk about her wanting to go to girls' nights out. That's an obvious one when she didn't before. If you met her and she was like that, it is what it is. Uh, she might change her appearance in the situation where you didn't want her. She might get big, too big, too small, change her hair color, and you're like, wait, baby, I like blonde. You've been blonde the whole time. Oh, I don't like wigs. Why are you wearing wigs all of a sudden? Well, you're just going to have to accept me wearing this or or else or else I'll divorce you to kingdom come, <laughs> right? And so most men, oh, okay, all right, it's cheaper to keep her. And then they stay in there, and then one bait and switch, then another, then another, then another. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> where are we at here? Shout out to uh, Jacques Payne in the building. He says, Jank. He says, Jank in the rock. Here's some tuition. Peace. Jank. I don't know how to pronounce that. But appreciate you, man. I think you're up in, up in Canada or something like that. Or your name sounds French-Canadian. Jacques, appreciate you. Dre is in the building. He says, uncle's wife got lap banned. They'd soon divorce afterwards. Guys, it, when you have something that says 75 to 80% divorce rate, that's the damn near guaranteed. That I mean, how much more of a guarantee do you need at 75 to 80%? Some people are like, well, we have a chance. Not all. <laughs> All right, be real mahogany. There's no exceptions to the marriage will free agent for life. If you get married, you're going to go through the bait and switch. Okay, 
Um, it could be as simple as let me make sure. Let me make sure before I say that one, I'll, I'll give you another example. Um, I'll give you more examples, but all of them are going to happen at some point. She's going to be, she's going to basically say I'm invested enough. I don't have to do that no more. Like for instance, I'll give you something. I'll give you something sexual, right? Uh, succeed. You know what I mean? She ain't going to succeed you no more, or it's going to be an occasional. It's going to be on a special occasion, or it's going to be lazily done. There's a joke about wives, why women cry at weddings, because they're so happy they no longer have to succeed anymore. They don't have to do it no more. They're like, I don't have to do that nasty thing no more, which is weird because you're like, like you liked it to get the wedding ring. <laughs> But sex is marriage. Hold on for a second. What, is this somebody tripping in here? <laughs> but she did it before. She act like she did it. But now she don't want to do it no more. It's weird. But here we are right now. This is this is some of the things that have been put up with, like the, re the retraction of sex or the retraction of enthusiastic sex. So uh, uh, what we identify with people of, uh, of uh, sexless marriages, just because she does it doesn't qualify as her doing it. All right. It doesn't qualify as her doing it. So let me give you an example of that. What, what, let me give you an example. An example would be um, in sexless marriages is uh, just because in 10 times, 10 times a year they did it, but it's still classified as sexless. Right. So she does it. She just says, you know what? I changed the sheets. Can you hurry up? Uh, the kids are going to wake up. Uh, it needs to be on a special day. Can we wait till Tuesday? Let's schedule it for Saturday. That's sexless marriage. I mean, I know things are inconvenient. Sex typically going to take 15 minutes. Right. It's going to it's going to take 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops. Most of the time you just want to get that roar. But that 20 minutes will get put off and put off and put off, or it'll be given to you unenthusiastically that you were like, I'd rather not have had it if you were just going to do that. But men will prostitute, uh, women, wives will prostitute themselves in an effort to maybe just please the guy. All right, just take this. Right? And you're going, wow, is, uh, guys, but people put up with this. I don't know if you guys know. People put up with this in marriages and relationships. They put up with this a lot. Men put up with this a lot. And do they care? They don't care. Yep, the classic, I'll just lay here like a Carl's Jr. star. She might even encourage you to hurry up. She might just say, don't get my sheet stained. I just put sheets on the bed. She might say, she might say, um, can you hurry up and get it over with? Um, she might say, wait till Tuesday, wait till date night. She might say she got a headache. I mean, yeah, I got to change the laundry. The kids are going to wake up soon. Hurry up. <laughs> or she might say, I didn't shower today. Or she might say, I, I smell like I smell like uh, a spilled breast milk. I didn't even, you know what I mean? There's going to be always that she walks it back. And every time she walks it back, you're going to be content with just not getting any. And then eventually, there's another bait and switch where she comes back and she says, hey, why don't you initiate anymore? This is going to be later on down the line, right? Because you'll give up, forget it. And then she'll then penalize you for that. 
by not initiating anymore. You don't initiate. You don't say I'm beautiful. You don't say I'm sexy. You don't even try when we're in the bed. Then she's horny after drinking three glasses of wine. Then she wants to jump on you all drunkenly and sloppily. Or she wants to wake up in the morning with her breath stinking like corn nuts. And then she wants to throw it on you then. All right. She wants to throw you some weekend peace leave. She ain't been in the shower since Friday morning. And then you go, well, what the hell is this? <laughs> right. I don't want it like this. Let's make an effort. Let's make. And, and so then it's your fault. So it becomes your fault. Anyway, did I get the PayPal's? It is time to get the PayPal's. Uh, these are the things that men are concerned with in relationships. If you are not happy with this particular show, I don't know why you're watching this far. You should be learning something. But also, people don't care about men's input in relationships. They have no care. They're like, deal with it. What else you going to do? They're like, what else you going to do? I mean, what you going to do? Leave me? I'm already married to you. I'm you, You'll get screwed if you leave me. Uh, shout out to, uh, oh, I got this guy already. PayPal a little slow. Oh, we got, uh, I'm going to make sure I don't say your government name. I think I can't. Oh, wait a minute. I got almost everybody over there. I got uh, one more. I got to check. It is going to be from my homeboy. He says she pulled the bait and switch and you better get shuffling. So when the bait and switch comes, you have a couple of choices. Uh, this is most like, this is the decision. Man. <laughs> I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. Oraka. Oraka says, if a man divorces his wife before 20 days, is he safe? Hmm? Before 20 days? What do you mean? He married her and he wants to divorce her in 20 days? Uh, that's an annulment. I think that's what you're talking about. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea what that is. Uh, let's see here. Somebody said blackface. No, that's not blackface. Those are black people there. So <laughs> that's it wouldn't be. I think people need to know what they're watching. That would be the shuffling. So that wouldn't be any blackface. That's not stepping fetching. That's, you know, people got to know that. That's not black. Blackface is like when they white, but they cover themselves in black. <laughs> but anyway it's okay <laughs> it's all good everybody needs to know what 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 is you know what i mean <laughs> anyway a 20-day period i don't know what you're talking about there let's get back to the show let me see something i gotta look up something for some reason it's slipping my mind you guys are not man my memory is my memory is bad all right so let me go back yeah, that's that's Mr. Bojangles. All right. That's not that's not step and fetching. That's not blackface. Blackface would be like Al Jolson, where he was a white guy and he painted himself black with the thing here. Or even a black place person that put the paint like that's him. He didn't put any face paint on. That's what he looked like, Mr. Bojangles. So when they come up with that phrase shuffling, this is what they're talking about. And back then. There was uh, people that didn't like this representation of brothers. <laughs> uh, they didn't like what this did. This would be equivalent to, uh, we have it in our era too. Like MC Hammer to us was Mr. Bojangles, you know, for a long time. So for the people who like hardcore hip hop, MC Hammer was shuffling. 
like literally and physically, like literally and physically. So people gave MC Hammer a whole bunch of hell for years for doing that. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. So there's no difference between that and that. You know what I mean? People like um, Flavor Flav was essentially shuffling uh, a shuffling type character that represented a Mr. Bojangles, but he was just a guy over there. Flavor Flav, you know what I mean? Back in public enemy days. They were like, why did they have him in there to sell records? So we do have these things here that still exist, but we don't recognize it. So shuffling has lasted the test of time since Mr. Bojangles. All right, but um, as you can see, the people that participated in it were very happy about being there, getting paid. They got their money. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man, what you gonna do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man, yeah, man. And so people, you know, a lot of white people like Mr. Bojangles. Oh, look at him. He's shuffling. Oh, look at him shuffle. But that's the same thing as modern hip hop. You know, modern hip hop is the same thing. Uh, it was sold exclusively to white suburbans. Black people would dub the tapes and copy the CDs and, and make CDs. You know what I mean? Your homeboy at the barbershop makes CDs and made Napster and you ripped all your music. But the white suburbans was buying the albums. They bought the posters, the T-shirts. They went to the concert and bought the concert tickets and watched you say, F the police. Oh, F the police. You know what I mean? <laughs> we like them by. They're funny. They watch y'all shuffling. Your version of it. It was the modern era version of shuffling. But you thought, you know, some people liked it. Some people didn't. They were like, oh, I ain't comfortable with all that. They watch all mumble rap. And who buys mumble rap? Not uh, suburbans do. Suburbans buy it. They be ripping it off with the uh, the 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 Apple Music. <laughs> Let's get back to the subject. Apple Music paying the full fee for it, buying the concert tickets in Germany. You ain't in the front row, <laughs> so they watching them. So in essence, they're shuffling, but they're getting paid. It it's okay. So uh, as long as they buying it and you putting it out there. We still do it to this day. Uh, let's get into this here. Where are we at? Banner. All right, so why is your girl going to bait and switch you? Uh, if you're just joining the show and you're mad, number seven is your bestie. Number six, dramatic hair change in hair color or cut. Uh, a rebellious stage of human behavior. This is not because she's a woman. It's just a rebellious stage against you. Doing, She's going to do something, something that you didn't like. All right, and you're going to go. And she goes, I just want to be me. I'm going to reclaim my independence because she's tired of being a mom and a wife. Uh, this is going to be lap band surgery. We gave the statistics on this. Dramatic weight loss, baby weight loss after several pregnancies. It spells doom for you, especially if she gets in some sort of shape. Doom, disastrous. If she was already in shape, not so much. But if she gets back in shape, it's a disaster. Adele proved this, by the way. She was with that goofy... Um, she was, yeah, I want to be free. Yeah, she was with that goofy guy, Adele's husband before, and look at where she at now. She acting like she wanted the sisters in the hood. But she didn't marry a dude like that. I'm going to just prove it right here. This is all just Adele's first husband. Maybe she'd been married a couple times. First husband. Uh, Yeah, she, she was married to a goofy. Yeah, see, here it is right here. All right. Um. 
listen, the, the, the gift that keeps on giving is evidence. But this is a piece of evidence here. This is Adele's husband. Look at look at the picture. This is Adele now. This is Adele now. This is Adele when she was overweight and not feeling good about herself. And this is the goofy Mitch that married her. And then guess what? And look at what how she's dressed. And now look at what she's wearing. She's got an open shirt. She's right here. I know this is not all of her appearances, but this is what she would this is what she looked like, and that's who she married. Video game playing ass dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, look at look at her. This is her now. This is who she was married to back then. Back then, hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot. Hoes all on me. Look, this is her without makeup, a little bit overweight, and this is her man. Don't mess with my man. I'm going to be the one to bring it to you. And so then let's show you what she's dating, who she's dating now. Okay. Who she's dating now. And so when people be like, Adele's cool, and she's just like one of the sisters. I hate when people say that. I'm like, dude, she was dating a goofy white dude. I mean, married him. Now look at her. Now she acted like, look, at she got her legs crossed, right? She leaning in. She got the sister, uh, the, the miserable look on her face. Like she wanted a girl, you know, when they put too much makeup on, they don't want to move their face. She chilling with a brother. Brother all moved in there. You slim thick, he said. Now look at her. She like it. Like she wanted the hood. She she didn't look like this, bro, before. Now look at how she's trans uh transformed her appearance. Right? All because look, look at her. Look. Look at how that look look at that. Look at how the demeanor and the body language changes. Look, she blowing kisses. She blowing kisses. Yeah, the oh, they call it resting bitch face. Yeah, the resting bitch face, right? But now she. What she like the I heard even one person say, I don't even know if it was in the comment section. It was like, oh, she just like she just like a sister girl. She one of us, she one of the girls in the hood. But she literally, dude, she was she like that. Look, let's go back. <laughs> All right. Uh, and and then uh, wait a minute. What how far are we going back? Here it is, right here. Does she look like that now? Nope. She got her hair in the white girl uh bob right here. Now she didn't straighten her junk out and she looking like uh a shampoo commercial. But this is what she was looking like before. Does she look like one of the sisters right here? Nope. Does she look like one here? She look like a suburban white girl right here. Oh, she just like us. She got that little attitude. She just, I'm like, no, she's not. What? What are you guys looking at? Look at the difference. Look at the demeanor. She looked like she got the, 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 the Kardashian makeover. And look at what she was here. She looked like she from uh, Missouri right here. Yeah, the big hoop earrings. Look. This is all the, the big hoop earrings. Look at where the big hoop earrings here. Not here. Big hoop earrings here. Look at her. She sachet Shantae. Somebody said it's the BBC. Yeah, that has that power. Has that power to do so. Who is this? I don't know who that is. But look, you see what I'm saying? Look, she even trying to reach over. Look at her husband. Look at this picture. So look, she looking like she dressed in her muumuu. And look at her husband. She already reaching over to what's his name? Weekend. She reaching over the weekend like, hey, hey, baby. And her husband's like, bruh, right in front of her husband. This, this is what it was. She was like, oh, I'm losing a little weight. Hey, uh, I almost called him music. Hey, weekend. Hey, weekend. Her husband is like, hey, 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 settle down here. <laughs> what are you doing, ma'am? <laughs> she like I'm losing some weight. That's what I'm doing. 
All right, there's just an example. It's not proof, but it's just an example. Let's give you number four uh, of the bait and switch. Uh, the, the children become school age. This is going to be a point in the life of both of you people that your life is going to change. Uh, this typically happened to me. So uh, this is what I call the light at the end of the tunnel syndrome. So uh, if a person was primarily raising kids or they there, there was a raising kid part portion of their lives, they typically will stay together and raise the kids and all of that stuff. But when the kids become school age, there's going to be a lot of freedom opening up. The schedule is going to open up. So essentially now from eight o'clock in the morning to three o'clock in the afternoon, maybe three thirty, the kids are now pushed into the public school indoctrination camp. And that opens up the schedule tremendously for about 180 days. 180 days. Now, those 180 days were spent breaking graham crackers, making dino chicken nuggets. You know what I mean? Uh, pouring out applesauce, cutting up, cutting up hot dogs and links. You know what I mean? Making tater tots. Those days were filled with that. Now, <laughs> now those days, there's no, there's barely any breakfast. You don't have to make lunches unless you want to make lunches. You don't have to spend all day between breakfast and lunch doing anything. The kids are in school. Then lunch comes. Then one, two, three thirty. Now all of a sudden, then you can return back to parenting. Now many women who stay at home or primarily raise kids, that schedule opening up is tremendous. Now they can, if they if they are a stay at home mom, they can now go get a personal trainer, go to a Starbucks, participate in the PTA. They can go get a job. So I could focus on my career. All right. And so they could start doing things that are require less parentage, which are then going to open up opportunities for her to meet new men, be around new men, be around opportunities to meet men. Like people are now going to bump into her at the grocery store without the kids. They're going to bump into her at the gym. They're going to bump into her. Personal training is going to bump into her. Uh, all of these things are going to start to happen and increase the likelihood of her going, wow, wait a minute. Yeah, the pool the pool boy's going to come and the kids are at school. Before, she, the pool boy's going to come by. Where are the kids at? Oh, they're at school now. Oh, what you doing now, baby? <laughs> so um, the school, the kids becoming school age are going to change the dynamics of the relationship. And it could be a point where she says, I want to return back to work. So that's going to give us the next one, which is going to be a new job or a new school program. So she might rejoin school uh, or she might join a job. Now, let me just say this because people are going to say you're just insecure, controlling or whatever. What tends to happen is for a long time, although we try to act like it doesn't exist, the sexual tension between people at work or at school, but it just is human nature. You can't turn this off. If someone's attracted to someone, especially if you're doing something in common with each other, the level of attraction and, and compatibility will, will heighten. Hey, you're interested in this and we're doing something. We're talking about something interested and it just leads from there. So what jobs have been hunting ground for women for a long time. This is what they say. You get your MRS degree by basically graduating from college and you're selecting from people that you work with or have like interests or at jobs, right? Women used to hunt for their husbands at jobs. They would become a secretary and then they married out one of the higher ups. And that's how they, that's how your grandmother and your grandfather met. Okay. 
why are people getting banned today? <laughs> I mean, people are getting banned left to right. These names look familiar too. So I basically, I don't know if I have a, um, I definitely don't know if I have a, um, a bots in here, but people that name look familiar getting banned. I don't know what to do, but you got to get banned. It is what it is. So yeah, the bots are out of control. So uh, if they join a new job and they were previously raising kids primarily or somewhat, what's going to happen is she's going to meet new people. She's going to meet new people. She's going to meet new people that have interest in what she's doing. She's going to meet men of the opposite sex. There's going to be more of her interacting with them all day long as opposed to them, you interacting with your own wife. Over time, you multiply this. Over time, multiply this. It is going to be like, say, for instance, it's one day, but she works five days. But she sees the other people at her job or at her new school program. She sees them five times, five times a week, three, four, maybe eight hours a day. You multiply that, it's going to be a recipe for disaster. Right? It's definitely going to be a recipe for disaster. You multiply that over six months or one year, it's only a matter of time. It's going to be a, only a matter of time. I just don't know what to tell you. Okay. Now, if they work, yeah, somebody says she works at nights too or she works retail, then the likelihood, because retail people, let me tell you the difference between job person and career person. A job person doesn't care about getting fired. They don't want to get fired, but if they get fired, they'll just go find another job. So typically a guy will, his hunting grounds will be at the job. Career guy can't get fired from his career because his career kind of takes off from there, right? He uses this job to get this job and this job. He's not going to risk it all per se. But if your wife is working retail or she goes back to school or something, dude, she's going to meet a dude who barely, barely make it in life, but he's a Chad or a Tyrone. She's going to risk it all. He's going to risk it all. And he's going to put a little bit of something in her ear. And uh, over time, compound it. It's not going to happen once. It's not going to happen over a month. It's going to happen three, four, eight, ten months in. And then all of a sudden, you compound the amount of time he spends with your wife, the amount of time you spend. By the time she sees you, it's 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the evening. And she's already been all day going through this. You know what I mean? She's going through this all type of, you know, him constantly seeing him. She anticipates sees him. He anticipates seeing her. It's just like high school over again. Right. And then eventually it's going to lead to something crazy like that. So a new school program would be an example of that could be another male. It could be other women. It could be a feminist professor. It could be somebody that's teaching her something that she didn't know. Man, boy, I've been out of the loop for 10 years. Now this woman's telling me this. Wow. Maybe all the women are there single and she's the only married woman going back to nursing school. She's going to get a whole bunch of influx of new information and that's going to sway who she is. Or she completes her degree. She's now a nurse or a doctor. Hey, now the time to, time to change the dynamics of the program. So this typically happens, right? This typically happens. And then especially if it's somebody who's been married for a certain amount of time and she's hasn't had any interest from other men for a long time and you starting to put something in your ear. Yeah, somebody said their layups. It's super easy to get them. I typically don't mess with married women, but they're easy gets. You just got to be very patient. 
all right, and put yourself in a situation where you'll have her alone, you got it. It's a layup. All right, so uh, this typically happens. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Somebody says, oh, be careful with the choir in the church. Yeah, she starts wanting to be in the church choir or she starts doing voluntary work for the pastor. Oh, I got a meeting with the pastor and he wants me to design booklets. I do great at graphic design. I have a degree in graphic design. I figure I can do that. And I got to work with the pastor. I got to constantly meet with the pastor. What does the pastor need? What do you want in the program? Pastor going to be clapping them cheeks. <laughs> um, somebody says, you don't, do you have to be Chad or Tyrone? No, you know, in, in this situation, she going to fold like a cheap suit, right? So for, for whoever it is, but over time compounded, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> Pastor going to clap them cheeks and don't tell me I'm making that up. There's too many stories of that happening, but people need an excuse to get into these relationships and it just can't be, Hey, I pursued it. It has to be, Oh, I was just working and this happened. Oh, I was just this and it happened. Well, stay your ass at home. No, you're controlling and insecure. Let me do this one. Um, this is going to be number two. This is going to be uh bait and switches on its way. When she starts mentioning a random male, uh, this is her telling on herself. This is, if you, you, if you, if you jump on this one, too early, you're gonna be in, you're gonna be called insecure. Okay. But typically she meets a guy at the gym or she sees a guy at the gym. She's curious about the gym, that person. That person tend to because the gym is open season. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're married or not in a relationship. Guys are gonna approach, they're gonna talk. Um, then if people are gonna be there at the same schedule, people are gonna change their schedule to be around that person. Hey, I saw you here yesterday at 5 30. I saw you here yesterday at 8.30. Do you always come at this time? I'm always here at this time. Um, and then they warm up on the elliptical. <laughs> Guys, I worked in the gym for damn near 10 to 12 years. I know this. They warm up together on the elliptical. They have their little conversation. He puts a little bit of something in her ear, and then he compounds it. He's just patient, all right? And then he keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Or there's a guy that she might be, just because she's married doesn't mean she's not intrigued sexually by another man. We have to understand that. Same thing as you. Uh, she might have some she might have some standards or she might um she might be able to call off the dogs and might be able to fantasize about that man but she may not ever cross the line men, so many many women do so she might say something like oh man there's this trainer he he does this funny dance and gyration every time and it just makes me laugh you heard it and you was like hmm it's funny trainer. He does a dance and a gyration. That's interesting. Okay. If I ask too many questions, I'll be insecure. So I'm going to just leave that alone. She might mention it again. Boy, that trainer was in there making jokes. He just makes me laugh. Hmm. <laughs> he makes you laugh? Okay. And do I make you laugh? Yeah, you make me laugh too. Oh, okay. Now, you didn't ask her about this trainer. You didn't ask her about the gym. She just brought it up. She just brought it up. Now she's thinking about that man. You're watching a movie eating popcorn. Damn, oh, this trainer was doing something fun. Why are you thinking about him? We watching a movie. Sooner or later, oh, the trainer asked that I want some training. He told me he'll do an introductory lesson for me for free. 
Well, that trainer is always dancing around me and making jokes. So she's going to do this. And if you do show any signs of insecurity, she's going to use it against you. And she might even do this just to see if she can get a rise out of you. Because women do do that. Men do this as well, but women do do that. Oh, he doesn't like that. I'm going to do that to him. To gaslight him. Because they're bored. Uh, they like manipulation and socializing. They, this is how they get through life. Men can get through life without any of this. All right. But this is the games that they play. All right. To shit test you. This is what people would call a shit test. Uh, this is a level of manipulation. So she could test to see if you're really interested, test to see if you're going to be like show up at the gym all of a sudden, if you really love her. This is all survival manipulation instinct. And then the trainer somehow has got her text message. He's got whoever it is. This could be a coworker. This could be somebody, a bus boy at a restaurant. Who knows? But this is how it eventually escalates, escalates, escalates. And then you catch them text messaging. Hey, why y'all texting? Oh, we just texting about this. Could be a coworker. Could be somebody that they work in parallel together. And they're talking about work, but it crosses the line. Why do y'all have to talk about work every day via text? You probably don't even do that with your own coworkers. And if you did do that with a female coworker, probably would be out of bounds anytime, in no time uh, uh, short. So if she's doing this and they're making work jokes, texting during your personal hours in your relationship, it's a violation. And then thus, if you call it out, she's going to use that against you. I can talk to my friends. Yeah, but you're at home now. And we're dinner. We're at dinner and we're we're doing family time. It's now into we put the kids to bed. This would be time for you to be sucking seed right now but you're texting another man. Well, this doesn't matter and we're friends. See, these are all things that happens. And when this happens, let me just say what it is. Do not listen to the people who say you're controlling the insecure. You're going to be in a tough situation. You're going to have to make a choice here. Do you call it out or do you let it go? Either way, you lose. But for the most part, it's over. All right, it, it, it's, it's just about over. And she's considering what we call monkey branching to potentially him. It could not be him, but it's a monkey branch situation. How women in relationships is they don't cut you off and start with the new one. They make sure there's a safe spot. This is why it's concerning for a man, for a woman, maybe not so much, but how women go into relationships, they make sure there's a safe landing spot when your her relationship breaks up. They may not get into a relationship immediately, but she needs to ensure that she has somewhere to go when you break up. Right? This is called monkey branching. They call there's a term for this, and people have known about it for years. She's she's holding this branch and she swings to the other one. She's not gonna let go of this branch until she has this one. Now she has this one. Now she can let go. All right, you motherfucker, and I don't like you, and I ain't going to suck your seed no more, and I got caught sucking seed in the backseat of the Jeep. All right, and now she can let go, and she's got this one over here. Now, many women think that they can monkey branch, and they don't have the safe landing spot. It was just a guy that wanted to blow her back out, right? And then what happened is she left her man, thought she had something over here, and then he clapped the cheeks, and then guess what? The dude kicked her to the curb. All right. I got money. And then she comes running back to you. You know, I've been thinking over the past seven weeks.
that I trashed you, I gaslit you, I manipulated you, I monkey branched on you. I've been thinking about you. I've been so lonely. I get so lonely. And then you're like, what have you been doing the whole time? Oh, I've been just twiddling my thumbs. I've been learning how to sew. I've been making uh, soup uh, bowls and bowls of chicken noodle soup. I've been doing absolutely nothing. You know what she's been doing? She's been getting her cheeks clapped out for seven weeks. <laughs> and she got pumped and dumped, and she left a good thing. And then she got caught out here in these streets. In these streets. That's what happened. <laughs> All right, we got one more. I had to do the long clap because she been she been giving them guts up for <laughs> for weeks, nonstopingly, <laughs> nonstopingly. And then you gonna come back in, and she's gonna do. You know what she gonna do? She gonna say, you know. About how we ended our relationship, you know. All you have to do is just tell me you love me and give me a hug and I'll be back with you. Apologize for making me feel bad. Because you know what happens is when she left you, she had to give an excuse, which you had to be. You're a controlling insecure and you're this, you're an abuser. You're a deadbeat and I can't stay you no more. That's how she left before she left to get her cheeks clapped out. All right, so then when she can come back to your ass, just apologize, hug me, and we can get back together. Now you kissing another man's kids because you took her back. Coach, man, I just couldn't take it no more. I missed her. I was curled up on kiss my pillow watching the moonlight. <laughs> and I had to take her back. I'm like, how, how does this kid's taste? Pause. He said something feel different now. You try to get in there. You like, wait a minute. You trying to get it. She just sitting there. You like, boy. It feels like somebody's been touching you. In fact, I know somebody's been kissing you. <laughs> Do you want to tell me who's been loving you? Loving you. You like something feel different. Anyway, shout out to you. Uh, where are we at here? Let me check this. Let me check the donations and whatnot. It feels somebody's been holding you. In fact, I know somebody's been kissing you. Do you want to tell me who's been loving you? Loving you. Somebody says, please. It's going to be tough for me to find a comment in the live chat, especially with all the trolls. <laughs> anyway. Where we at? I, can I search it? I don't think I can. But it is what it is. It's it's hard to do that because then I got to stop talking to read. And I'm blind as a bat anyway. All right. But anyway, shout out to you. It's hard for me to read. I know it's what it is, but type it all up in the PayPal. Like if you want a longer comment, you got to type it up in the PayPal. That would be the best thing I can tell you. I mean, until YouTube gives me a chance to uh, get some sponsors in here. Caitlin Ferguson, how's it going, coach? I just saw a video of a film of a film. See, this is another another example. I just can't see the whole thing. Yeah, nothing on the PayPal. To t well, nothing new, I should say. 
Simon Small, he says, I'll stick with being a nasty boy. Thank you very much. This is a lot of, uh, by the way, guys, this is a lot of emotional torture of men. All right, so men are ill-equipped for this battle. You're so ill-equipped that you don't even know how to win the, not only do you not know how to win the battle, you're going to look bad by engaging in the battle. Okay, now there's some guys will teach you whole masculine frame and, they're going to teach you how to pimp the game and pimp the 304. And they're going to teach you that she's just testing you and you got to hold your pimping down. You got to pull your pimp hand back. There's guys that deal with it like that. Okay. There's very few guys, but there's not a lot of guys that know that just by engaging in this battle, you're going to look bad. They've been preparing for this since third grade, maybe kindergarten. This is how they've treated their other female friends. This is why they have no friends, very few of them, left from middle school to high school to college. And even those that they have left, they hate each other. They don't trust each other. They stabbed each other in the back for a long time. This is emotional warfare. All right. And you are not equipped to deal with it, nor do you have the time or interest to deal with it. You don't prepare for it. You think your girl's you. My girl will never do that. You don't prepare for it. I prepare for it. You don't prepare for it. You don't know how to engage in it. And you definitely don't know how to win this battle. Because they they have you cornered. I don't know if you guys know. They have you cornered in just about every way. And the way they have you cornered is you've engaged in an emotional battle. Um, I don't know if you know. Emotional battles, there's no winner. She wins by bringing you in the damn mud and the sand pit. She wins by bringing you in. So let me just tell you, women don't win with each other with emotional warfare. They just torture each other for some decades. They'll be 50 years old in an emotional battle with somebody that was in a sorority with them 30 years ago. And there's no win because they never, it's never resolved. Everybody understand what I mean? Like the the solution is not resolution. The solution is to one-up each other in this emotional battle. There's no crescendo. There's no completion. With men, when we battle with each other, there's a threat of completion and then there's completion. Meaning, oh, if you keep this up, I'm going to push your teeth in the back of your throat. And then if you if you believe he can do it, you'll stop. If you don't believe he can do it, then you can say, let's solve this problem with the fisticuffs. You ain't going to push my teeth in the back of my throat because I'm going to put my foot so deep up in your that your breath going to smell like shoe shine, And then you have a crescendo. There's no more emotional torture. There's no more threats. There is now a crescendo. And we're going to solve this problem. Once the problem's solved, then one person has to take that L and the other person gets to march on and say, that's what I told you. That's why you need to stop that bullshit. If you do it again, I'm going to give you more of that. And then the guy has to decide, does he want some more ass whipping or does he want to stop? See, When women do it, there's no completion. (laughs) It just keeps going and going and going. And you don't know that. You're not aware of it. The only way you can stop it is to get out of it. You want to win it, and there's no win. You see what I mean? It's just going to keep going in circles. 
Well, I don't want you to see that man. A proper woman wouldn't see a man. Well, what are you insecure or controlling? No, I'm not controlling insecure. Why do you believe that? Well, if you love me, you would trust me. I do love you and I do trust you. I just don't trust him. Well, why you don't trust him? See, if you trust, don't trust him, that's fine, but you can trust me. Well, why you don't trust me? Well, because you're controlling and insecure. Well, I wouldn't be controlling and insecure if you just didn't be out here. Well, I would be out here, but it ain't like I could do something. Well, I got to work. I got to work, right? And well, what you going to do? You want me to quit my job? Well, I don't want you to go that far. I don't want you to quit your job. Well, I got to work. Okay, well, go on to work. Well, just don't talk to him. Make sure you're being controlling again. If you're going to be controlling, I don't want this relationship to uh, keep going. Okay, I'm out. Okay. Now she back getting her cheeks clapped, and then she come back after she get pumped and dumped, all right? And she coming back, okay, well, if you just apologize for this, I think we can make it work. I just want you to feel like you can trust me. <laughs> round and round we go. It's because it's not intended to end. There's no completion of this. You do not win. You just don't. You just decide not to play. That's, a, that's the only way it works. I don't know what to tell you. So, and by the way, people were like, how do you know all this? First of all, I've dated for a long time. First of all, I was married. I have four sisters. I worked with women exclusively for about 15 years. All right. I've worked with young kids, children who bit children do this and we let, we give it a pass, but now adult children do it and we don't give it a pass. So this isn't like I'm saying something negative about women. What it is, is this is, this is the truth. This is what, how, how they deal with, this is how they deal with situations. And we deal with things differently. We don't have time for this. Look, man, I don't have time to argue this. We going in circles. Let's just end this. No, it's about communicating. Remember, Amber Heard said this about Johnny Depp. Amber Heard said this exact thing. Amber Heard said, every time we try to resolve a problem, you run away like a little boy. This is a, this is a dig at him at his masculinity. And he was like, I'm running away because it's escalated. We're, we're resolving nothing and it's going in circles. So I'm just distancing myself so I don't get in trouble. And, the, and you say something that's just the straw that breaks the camel's back. So I'm just leaving. And she said, and you, and she says, and you follow me when I'm trying to end the conversation, but she wants to keep it going. I'm not following you. I'm not arguing. I'm just communicating. And this is about communication. So they got time. They got time and time and time and time and time and time. Meanwhile, she recording you privately. She recording the conversation. She waiting for you to escalate, gaslight, escalate, and then she's the victim. Microaggression, 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 microaggression. And she calls it communication. She calls it trying to resolve the problem. Guys, dude, they've been learning this since third grade. I don't want to talk about it no more. We're not resolving this. Let's just go our separate way on this one. Let's agree to disagree. No, we you got it. Then when you snap out after two hours of this circular talk, you're the abuser. You're the manipulator. She put makeup under her eye. She calls the police. Yes, the police. She calls the police on you. 
Then she yells and screams at you in front of the police, holding her baby like this. You'll never see your baby. I can't believe you treated me like this. You sitting there all calm and collected in handcuffs. You're like, <laughs> right? You're, you're getting these situations. So it's a trap. You cannot win. Trust me. Masculine frame is just dealing with abuse. Okay. So you, you guys got to know that what they're doing is abuse. All right. Uh, that's the first level of accepting it as a man. If you're too manly enough to admit it, I know. Well, no, man, you just ain't man enough. No, I have, I don't have time for this. Like, I don't have time to hold masculine frame. If you ain't going to be right, I'm out. But there's some guys that think that dealing with this is, um, there's some men that, that, that believe that dealing with this makes you a man. And I vehemently disagree. I don't want to deal with the bullshit and people don't even see this as bullshit. Oh man, you need to be hand. You need to be strong. Or a woman will say you need, if you ain't strong enough to handle this, then you're not the man for me. Meaning she wants you to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. Right. And that's you. All right. Let me do the last one. Then the cash apps. And then we'll get up out of here. We'll round third base. Last one. Number one, if you're just here, uh, creating arguments out of thin air. So this goes uh, to the, to the bait and switches around the corner. Um, if somehow you're in a relationship and you're never on those, you were on the same page, but now just about everything is you're not on the same page. Something's wrong here. And it happens overnight. You know, it might be she goes back to work or she gets in the new school program or the kids are now in school and she's at the gym and she's lost some weight. Arguments are going to come out of nowhere. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, damn, something's weird. Something's really weird about this. Like you can't agree on anything and everything becomes a major argument. You're like, man, like what's up? Well, it's over. All right. It's over and she's monkey branching. Period. There can be there, there cannot be this much discord in a in a regular relationship. So something's up. All right. Something's up, and she's maybe trying to set up something. We don't know. I'm not, I, I'm not telling you what I know what she's doing. But she could be trying to set up something. She could be trying to get happy. She needs a reason to exit the relationship. She can't leave and just say he was too good and I tried out another song. He was a good guy. He did nothing wrong. I just left him. That's not going to work. Right? That doesn't work in the court of public opinion. She somehow has to be the victim. And uh, have you ever heard a woman leave a guy and say he was just fantastic and I just wanted to be in these streets? Or there was a new guy that was putting something into my ear and I fell for it. And I left a good thing. Very rare. It's always got to be framed that she was victimized. And then arguing, arguing, and constantly arguing, arguing, sorry. Constantly arguing is a good victim narrative. We're arguing all the time. Well, is he causing it or are you causing it? That's a big question. He just won't do what I want him to do. So this is what's happening with this one. Um, yeah, when the arguments come out of thin air on either side, by the way, this is many of these go on either side, on either side, the relationship's over, right? It's not even worth pursuing and you guys just don't know it. So this is what people have to understand. Many people are, you see are in relationships and you chunk it up in the success category, which is ignorant. Many people are in relationships. They hate the person. Many people are in relationships. They're just looking for a way out. 
Many people are in relationships because they're miserable and lonely. Many people are in relationships because they don't know any better. They don't have a leg to stand on. Many in relationships because they're broke. Homosexuals. Not everybody's in a relationship because people will say that. Well, coach, I see people in relationships all the time. Many people are in relationships because the culture they grow up in. They have to be in a relationship or they'll be gay. This is typically like Latino men and uh, white men. You got to be in a relationship. You ain't got no girlfriend. What's wrong? You gay. Right. So you got to have a girl and you will just put up with any damn thing. Young Latino men got to have a girl. Y'all got to be hugged up and trying to get somebody pregnant at 15 at 15. So just because you see people together does not mean there's success in relationships. People are there because they know no other way. If I told men around the world in the country, man, y'all ain't got to get in no relationships. They be screwed. They don't know what to do. Well, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with my life? They will have no other purpose than that. So again, I just say this, just because you see people married doesn't mean they're successful at it. Doesn't mean they're happy. Just because you see people in relationships doesn't mean they're happy. Just because you see a person not in a relationship doesn't mean they're sad. They could be 100% happy, man or woman. They could be happy with the fact that they don't have to deal with this bullshit. They don't have to worry about people cheating and where you at tonight and why you didn't answer my text. They just said, hell with all that. Man. I say, man, the trolls be out here today. <laughs> the trolls be out here. I don't know why. I don't know why uh, there's so many trolls today. Who who put the troll software on me? I'm going to have to put in there. Where is it at? And some of these names look like people that. Uh, some of these. Oh, maybe they were saying something else. Maybe they were saying who hurt you, I guess. Maybe let me check this. Maybe they that's what they were doing. I'm going to make sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll gi- I'll give you a pass on that one. We'll just time them out for now. Somebody says, thanks for playing house. Take the L. Yeah, some people don't. They Some people view relationships and marriages as a normal transition in your life, right? As a rite of passage into adulthood. They know no different. And they've been training. By the way, they've been training groom for this. Okay, ever since we we know that there's a connection, how do they train and groom young people for this? First thing they do is when they're of this age, seventh grade, eighth grade, they start having dances. Then they start initiating the man, ask the woman out, blah, blah, blah. You ask her for a dance. You deal with the rejection, blah, blah, blah. Then they go to high school, homecoming, homecoming queen and king, homecoming dance. Then they groom you into the prom. Then, they, I mean, this is all learned behavior. You wouldn't have gone through this had you not learned it. They groom you for it, right? And then they go, and now they groom you all, and then they do the Sadie Hawkins dance where the woman asks the man uh, or the the girl asks the boy. They will flip it for one time. Well, this dance will have the girls ask the boys out. They never do. <laughs> then everybody just goes to the dance and hook up. These are just, yeah, mating rituals. These are mating rituals that you've been learned and have been implemented into the world and society. They will do it with cotillion. Cotillion at a young age is this. In the proper society, we'll have cotillions. The boys will dress up. They will teach them boy manners and girls will dress up. They will teach them girl manners. They'll do their thing. Suburbans do cotillions. And then, yeah. 
this is all uh, some form of conditioning and whatnot. At one point, it worked. Uh, sometimes it's kind of out of control. Oh, boy. What a stream today. <laughs> Somebody said it's uh, cultural programming. But once you deprogram yourself and you say, okay, um, I don't have to do this. Like, I can find another way. I don't, I don't need this to make me happy, right? Like, but then people that are still conditioned, they will say, you must not be happy. Who hurt you? You're miserable. Uh, you're lonely. You're a loner. You're an incel. If you don't go with the conditioning, I just don't want a relationship. Or not. What will happen? Why? You hate women. And I said, I just don't want to do it. I'm, I'm good by myself. Like, I'm good going to the junior college. I got money. I'm good. Well, you got to have a person. There's somebody for everybody out there. You'll find your soulmate, whether you go through 150 people, you'll find them. Just be patient. They'll come. It'll come while you're not looking. All of the damn serendipitous phrases that people come up with. I'm like, are you a lemming? Are you a, a bot? Stop repeating what everybody else repeats. I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like, you're bothering me. Like, you sound like a broken record that what everybody says because you're so programmed to believe this. Let me be free. Free bird. Let me be free. Let me go out here and bang these junior I college bro. It takes, by the way, this is years and years of programming. This happens, dude, before you're third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. When you're in third and fourth grade, what are you doing? You're watching middle school movies of this mating ritual. And you're like, when I get to middle school. Then when you're in middle school, you start watching high school. When I get to high school, I'm going to ask a girl out to prom. That's going to be the highlight of my life. I'm going to go to prom and get some peace leave. You're an eighth grader. Think about all the peace leave you're going to get at prom. You're watching high school. When you're in high school, you're watching college movies. When I'm in college, I'm going to be clapping cheeks, all the girls' cheeks. When I'm in college, I'm going to find my husband, my future husband. Then when you get out of college, when I get to work. Years and years and years and years of this ritual. And you program for it. Think of all the high school flicks that you watched in the 90s. 10 Things I Hate About You, American Pie, you know, college films, uh, Animal House, Higher Learning, 13 Going on 30. Yeah, I mean, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I mean, you've been watching and watching. And wa Teen Wolf, yeah. Back to the Future. I mean, Back to the Future had a hint of high school, the whole high school, going back to the high school dance. Back to the Future was that. Um, 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 heavily angel, heavily, heavily, something like that. Yeah. House party, varsity blues. This is all constantly put in your head that this is how it's going to go for 90% of people in high school. It goes nothing like that. The wonder years. Yeah. Steve Urkel for 90% of high school people. It goes nothing like that for a small percentage of high school people. It goes something like that. You know what I mean? 16 candles. So these are things that you constantly, constantly, and nobody says you can be out by yourself enjoying your life. Or if they do, they call you a loner or they call you depressed or, or there's something weird. You're the weirdo. They probably had the weirdo represented in the movie. Oh, look at this weirdo. He by himself. Oh, what was the movie? Uh, whatever in detention in the eighties when they were in the detention. Was that that wasn't 16 candles? It was uh no uh, the breakfast club. The breakfast club. The girl was the loner eating her fingernails. She was asexual. She didn't want no, she didn't want nobody to get it. 
Yeah, the whole Laguna Hills, the OT. Heavenly Kid was the movie, yes. Heavenly Kid. So this is all oh even the even the movie um 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 Minister Society? Boys in the Hood had this aspect. Trey. Trey had the girl Nia Long. It had that. Nia Long was, oh, you well, you wanna be with me? You gonna go game bang and drive by shoe. So uh, Cesar Ramirez says, Coach, this stream is hitting me in the feelings. Yes, man, feelings are tough. All right, Brian H. says, been there, Coach. Focus on yourself, fellas, and make your money. This is how you're going to be judged in society ultimately. Not by your relationships, not unfortunately. They're just going to call you a loser if you don't have that. Kaylin says, my question is in your locals messenger. All right. Let me see that. If I can pull that up. That's a place I've never been. All right, let me see. Oh, there it is. You're the only message in there. Now everybody's going to message me. He says, How, hey, coach, how's it doing? I just saw a video of a female rapper named uh, Koi Lee Ray. Koi Ray. Uh, he, she, it's a woman, yeah, kicking a fan off the stage after he touched her butt which he doesn't have much of after she gave him a lap dance like a stripper thoughts. Uh, that's typical stripper protocol, right? In many strip clubs, the woman can grind on you and you can pay her for that, but you can't touch her. So in, in their mind, I think she was mimicking that, right? So I don't think it was, I think it was out of line for him to overreach and not understand that, but they weren't in a strip club either. So uh, this is them being able to, you guys have to understand, flirting is how they engage. This is a win. Flirting is winning, and it's fun for them. Flirting's not fun for men. It's fun because we get to engage in the process, but we're trying to complete the process. We, we again, want to end. There's always an ending of everything that we do. There's a start and an end. With a woman, there's a start, and then there's leaving it just in the air hanging, Right? So she'll get you all whipped up and then she'll pull back. Oh, I don't give my phone numbers to men in the club. And she's been grinding on you, sweating on you and all of that. Strip clubs, there's the same thing. Or she can mimic stripper activity and say, yes, I'm going to mimic this up until the point of where I benefit. But then when I start to lose, I'm going to pull back and you can't go any forward. This is all uh, what happens here. And so uh, wives will do this. They'll go to the bars, flirt with guys, get them all whipped up. And then pull back. She loses if she has 10 toes in the air with her knees pinned back to her ears. That's a L. She took the flirting all the way forward. And now if she didn't get anything up front, like money, attention, she didn't get a commitment or any of that. And she intended to use flirting to get that. She lost. But uh, women have a phrase called flirty fun where flirting is used to have fun. You know what I mean? Just to make something out of it. She, she receives attention, accolades. She receives your attention. She might even receive drinks, uh, money, energy, enthusiasm. She's like, oh, he somebody finally likes me. So what, what, what's happening is men don't have a phrase called flirty fun. Men go from flirting to the bedroom. It always has to complete that. If it doesn't complete, he lost. And he wasted his time. So this is what happens right there. Uh, let's see here. 
and then she'll guilt you in it for crossing the line. I, I, you've Have you ever had that situation where a woman will flirt with you, flirt with you, and you'll go extra trying to get to the next step and the next base, and she'll say you crossed the line. There was a time where she would smack you. You were flirting previously, and you're like, oh, wow, and then you touch her honk. I can't believe, <laughs> slap you. And you're like, what? Damn, why you slap me? Can't believe you touched me. And you're like, <laughs> now, if you don't touch her, she's like, you didn't make the first move. Mm. You know, I'm telling you, man, with the, when it comes to this emotional thing, they got you cornered in it because <laughs> then you don't make the first move. You sitting at home, she texting you. Why didn't you make the first move? You're like, make mm. <laughs> like what? The fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? Why didn't I make the first rule? No means no. Take my hand. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. What a world we live in, man. It's it's our world, so we have to be very, very happy about it being here. What did we say? He says, "I was joking, coach. I support the coach." Uh, who was joking? Did I let you back in? I think I did let you back in. I thought you okay. I got you. I, I figured it out based on the timing of it, but I appreciate you. Oh, that was a generous chat. Last couple, Lawrence M says, rom-coms, dances, and proms are all social engineering. You're going to have a hard time convincing people of that, but once you look at it, you'll, you'll see it. You know, as a father, I see it now. When I was going through it, I didn't see it. But uh, without that, what will we do, right? What will we do? Well, a Puritan society has these rituals, right? There's other cultures that don't have these rituals at all. At all. You could probably go to South America and nobody has any of these rituals. None. They probably be out there twerking at 12 and married by 15 or 16 and pushing babies out by 17 and out there uh, having a whole damn, you know, eight kids by 29. It is a, it is a mating ritual. It is a social engineering, but it is what it, it doesn't make it bad. It just means that these things are a part of our culture to advance kids past these next levels of, of things. And by the, by the way, Dirty Dancing is a movie that basically acknowledged that. Dirty Dancing was a movie that showed you that these people were willing to go to great lengths to participate in sinning. Somebody says they have quinceañeras, quinceañeras, sweet 16, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs. Black people don't have no culture, so that's why they 80% single mother rate. Um, all these other cultures have culture. Sweet 16 is typically an American or white phenomenon, Euro, Euro culture. You have the quinceanera, which is the Latino or Mexican, probably. 15 for the young woman. Bar mitzvah, Jewish culture. Bat mitzvah is Jewish culture for the female uh, to push them into this next phase. Black folks got nothing. <laughs> he said fresh fry. <laughs> School days. All right, so yeah, I don't know what it, no, 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 Kwanzaa's not. <laughs> Backyard barbecues, house party, house party, house party. I don't know. Uh, that's the problem with the the culture and and black. There's just no culture. You know what I mean? There's there's an attempt to claim a culture, but even when they claim a culture, it's false culture. You'd be like, that's not the culture, and then you can accuse someone of not being in the culture. Right. You can accuse someone. You can basically say you didn't grow up eating sugar sandwiches. They automatically out. They you you not one of us. 
you didn't grow up eating government cheese and bologna sandwiches, you you not in. And it's typically related to poverty and struggle. You didn't struggle. You had a two-parent household and they paid for private school. And your parents, both of your parents attended graduation and they never ended up in court. And your dad ain't in support. You ain't black. Right? You didn't you didn't drink Kool-Aid. You didn't drink Kool-Aid and eat top ramen with hot sauce. You ain't black. So that's what we have instead. <laughs> You didn't go to house parties and get shot at? Oh, you, nah. So, somebody said sugar sandwiches? Yeah, man, that's the struggle, sugar sandwiches. All right, I used to have two kids. They grew up with a single mama, and she was a young single mama back in the day. I was like, I want to say I was like uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 when I lived in this area. No, no, 12 to 14, more than like that, maybe a little younger. Well, we moved into this apartment complex in Hawthorne which is the upgraded lifestyle for the single mama. Hawthorne, Artesia, Cerritos, uh, uh, Linwood. You know, these are single mom, Rest Havens, Torrance, Lawndale. So what happens is <laughs> this woman moved in and she looked young, like she was a baddie back then. But in my mindset, she looked, she probably was like 28. Right. She was bad. She drove a Volkswagen Jetta. She vote. She drove a, a Volkswagen Jetta. And um, and she was a cute little red bone. Like they don't say red bone on the West Coast. She was a light skinned woman and she was very party. Dude, she was never at the crib. Dude, she used to leave them kids alone all day. So my apartment was near their apartment. They be at the door. I think what was his name? I want to say his name was Carlton, which is funny because Carlton's like the sellout name. I think one of the boys, I hung out with the older boy because he was close to my age. The younger boy, I don't remember much. He be at my door. You got some bread? You got a cup of sugar? You got a piece of bologna? You got a piece of bacon? It was always bread. Always bread. That woman was never home with them kids. I remember one time she was home and I went over there. She had her feet out, booty short. You know what I mean? Like this was in the 80s. I don't want to say. Yeah, late 80s, early 90s. She was at home once. I was at, in their house, roaches everywhere, bro. So I remember one time he came for some bread again. I was like, damn, man. So I gave him some bread. And he puts sugar. No, he asked for bread and sugar. He puts the sugar on the bread. And ate the sugar sandwich. I was like, God dang. I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, what that tastes like? That like gotta be like eating air. I ain't never had no damn sugar sandwich. But they were so broke and poor, and they were so, she was a single woman. I never seen a man. I never seen a man around. They were so poor. They was eating sugar sandwiches. I was like, damn. Or syrup. You got some syrup and bread? They just poured the syrup on the bread. Man, oh, man. I was like, you on the bottom. Y'all struggling. I Like, we were struggling. But I was like, we ain't struggling that freaking bad. <laughs> Yeah, she was the strong and independent. Yeah, CPS, like you couldn't, what she was doing to those boys, you couldn't do today. You could not do it. I never seen their daddy. 
And she might have had them when they were young, when she was young. So she couldn't have been over 30. And the boy was 12, right? So if you do the math, she was probably 18, 17 when she had them. The oldest boy. Yeah, they were on some struggle shit. But she had that Volkswagen Jetta, though. She had that Volkswagen Jetta. And she had it was a convertible. It was a convertible. And she just drive and bop, bop in and bop out. Man, she left them boys alone all day. It was some struggle. That was my first. <laughs> I was like, I got to get out of this town. Somebody said daddy uh, died in Vietnam. I doubt it. Where are we at? Uh, shout oh, shout out to NAJ. He says more than 40 people shot in Chicago this holiday. And we predicted over 40. Guess what? The world crickets. Just as we predicted. 40 people shot. I said that, didn't I? I said 40 people. I said more people will die almost in com combined than all of the mass shootings in Chicago this weekend. And the weekend is not over. We said that. Coach Rodama said it again. No outrage, no nothing. Crickets. And that's the hypocrisy. I, I called out the hypocrisy. These same people that was worried about the 18 kids in Texas, God rest their soul. They was marching the previous week to delete their babies for the right to delete their babies. Now they're like, oh, the kids and the babies. I was like, y'all was marching last week to be able to keep deleting them. Y'all deleted more babies at Planned Parenthood than y'all got, got deleted at the school. So what are we talking about? <laughs> Where's the outrage in Chicago? Nothing. Shout out to uh, Noel Bain. Oh, shit. Well, we'll just call you that. Uh, 2026 Communitas Struggle Olympics on NBC. But uh, we do that as a as a means to prove how black we are is we try to do the Struggle Olympics. Well, I struggle more than you, so I'm more blacker than you. And that's the culture. It's sad. It's a sad thing. And when people talk about it, they call you sellouts and all this stuff. It's just awful. It's awful. I don't. I try to do the opposite where I try to say I ain't never struggled. Right. But I struggled. Yeah, I had my struggles. Anyway, what time is it? We're two hours and 12 minutes in, so it's time to jetty. Uh, shout out to you, brothers, man. 40 people shot. Is it true? 40 and over? What a mess. Shout out to the coach gang. Did we get them all? I'll review it on the way out just so you know. New bestie is a new bestie appears. Dramatic change in hair appearance, haircut. Chop their hair off, which they would say in the suburban community. Lap band surgery, baby weight, major weight loss is going to be red flag, unfortunately. Uh, children become school age. Bait and switch will be initiated. New school or new school program. They go back to school. It's going to be a mess. I got a study group. It's going to be a mess. Uh, mentor uh, mentioning a random male, somebody at work or the gym that she's been thinking about sometime during dinner. Oh, I got to tell you this story about this guy. Red flag, creating an argument out of thin air. Bait and switchy, switchy. All right. Shout out to the coach game. We'll be back tomorrow, tomorrow in the morning, man. All right. Peace.